Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with all of our listeners again today. We're thankful to have this opportunity to be with you each day to open up God's Word, study a little bit further, learn a little bit more, dig a little bit deeper. And as we do that, since faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17, our faith should be growing stronger and deeper and richer. Our prayer is that we can help you learn God's Word better and better, more fully, more in-depth, more accurately, and in doing so, help you get to heaven. Again, faith develops as we study God's word. And as we continue to study God's word, our faith should be getting stronger and fuller. And ultimately, we pray that you will make up your mind as you learn more and more to come to God his way through Jesus Christ, repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in him, surrendering to him in baptism for the remission of your sins. That's our prayer. And we want to help you along that line. And if there's any way that we can do that, then we encourage you to let us know so that we can do exactly that. Now, we also encourage you to go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Scroll down the home page and click on the podcast button. And in about one minute, you can sign up for our podcasting. It is free. It always will be free. Now, let me emphasize that again. It is free, and it always will be free. When you sign up for our podcasting, you will automatically receive all of our sermons, all of our Bible studies, Now, plus a great daily short Bible study, about 12 minutes each day, that we call today's Bible class. And that gets us into God's Word every day and thereby helps us to focus on our spiritual lives, just like this radio program does, and also helps us be better prepared to handle whatever the day might throw at us. So you receive all of our sermons, all of our Bible studies, all of our Bible classes, and all of these radio programs automatically right to your smart device, whichever one you choose, your smartphone, your computer, laptop, pad, tablet, whatever it might be. Again, automatic, and it's all free. So churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Scroll down, click on the podcast button, and sign up for our podcasting. We're going to begin a new series of studies today. And it's a series in which I want to ask two questions. Two questions. They are interconnected, very pertinent to one another, and they absolutely go together. But we're just going to look at one at a time to begin with. The first question is, what does it mean to believe in Jesus? What does it mean to believe in Jesus? Well, some people might just blurt out, well, you just believe. You believe that he's Jesus, the Son of God, our Lord and Savior. A lot of people will read verses of Scripture such as John 3.16 where one of the most familiar verses of Scripture in the entire Bible, where Jesus said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And they would say, See there, whoever believes in Jesus shall not perish, they will have everlasting life. And of course that means they will be saved and be with God 
and Christ and the Holy Spirit for all of eternity in heaven. Actually, the more immediate or the broader, more immediate context there begins in verse 15. It goes through verse 18, and it's repetitive in this particular statement that we read in John 3:16. Let me read those other verses along with John 3:16. In verse 15, Jesus said that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting, have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Well, again, four verses there that go hand in hand, and they all emphasize that we must believe in Jesus in order to have eternal life, in order to be saved. But now, a great many people, and a lot of churches teach this, they stop with that kind of surface-level statement of, we need to believe in Jesus, and if we believe in Jesus, we will have eternal life, or we will have everlasting life. But what does it mean to believe in Jesus? That's our question. What does it mean to believe in Jesus? If we go further in this third chapter of John, we look at verse 36, the very last verse in the chapter. We read this. He who believes in the Son of uh, He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. He who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Well, that would seem to go right along with verses 15 through 18. It would seem to be saying the same thing, that whoever believes in Jesus shall not perish but have everlasting life. But we ask the question again, what does it mean to believe in Jesus? If you look deeper into the original language, and the New Testament was written in Greek originally, and you look at the words in verse 36, the words that are translated in the King James Version and in the New King James Version, from which I just read that verse, there are actually two different words that are translated in those two translations as believes and believe. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe the Son shall not see life but the wrath of God abides on him. Well, again, two different Greek words that those two translations translate in both places as believes and believe. But when you look at some other translations, you find that they're translated, those two words are translated differently. The American Standard Version, the English Standard Version, the New International Version, I believe, the Revised Standard Version, I believe. I believe all of those translate those two words, and I believe more accurately. The first one, they say, believes. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. He who does not believe, oh, but they, they look at the different word there. That's not the same word as in the first place. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. He who does not 
Well, now there's a different word there. And they translate it, he who does not obey the son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. So again, the American Standard Version, the English Standard Version, the Revised Standard Version, and I believe perhaps also the New International Version, all translate that, he who does not obey the Son shall not see life. It's interesting, too, that the American Standard Version is more of a literal translation than the King James Version or the New King James Version. Now, both of those translations, the New King James and the King James, are excellent translations. But the American Standard Version becomes more literal in places, I believe, than those two translations. And it does recognize the different word in the rest of that verse. And so, he who does not obey the Son shall not see life. Now, are you getting a connection there that what it means to believe in Jesus is inseparably connected with obeying Jesus? So it's not just a matter of believing intellectually. Oh, I agree that Jesus is the Son of God. I agree that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. That's all intellectual. That's agreement on the surface. But to really believe in Jesus, in verse 36, we start to see the connection that really believing in Jesus includes obeying Jesus, obeying his teachings. Now, there are a whole lot of preachers out there, a whole lot of churches that will tell you all you have to do is believe in Jesus. Now, some of them will say, ask him into your heart, say a sinner's prayer, the sinner's prayer is not found anywhere in the New Testament, by the way. You can look from Matthew chapter 1 through Revelation, Revelation, amen, it's just not there. You never find a single example of somebody coming to salvation or being taught to come to salvation by saying the quote-unquote sinner's prayer. Again, it's just not there. That was made up by men. It sounds good on a surface level, basis. It's just not scriptural. And so a lot of people will say, just believe in Jesus. Just believe. That's all you have to do. Well, inherent, central within the understanding as laid out in the New Testament of believing in Jesus is the next step, and that is to obey Jesus. Now, even those who would say all you have to do is believe, they don't really believe that. Because if you pin them down and you said, do I need to repent of my sins? They would say, oh, yes. Oh, oh sure, you've got to repent of your sins. Well, that's something besides just believing then. Well, they would say, believe, believing leads to repentance, naturally. Ah, now what is repentance? One step in obedience obeying. Interesting, isn't it? If you ask them further, should I live a godly life? Should I live by the teachings of Jesus laid out for me in the scriptures? They would say, well, sure you should. Well, is that necessary for my salvation? What if I decide not to live by those teachings? What if I decide I don't want to really read the Bible anymore, but I believe in Jesus? Is that okay? 
Well, they would say, no, no, that's not really okay. But you might hear some stammering and stuttering in their answer as they try to reason with you. Because they recognize that it's more than just intellectually agreeing that Jesus is the Son of God and our Lord and Savior. They realize there's more to coming to Jesus than just that. He who believes and obeys, verse 36. He who does not obey, verse 36, shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Well, let's go a little further. John chapter 8. We're still in John's gospel account. John chapter 8. In verse 24, Jesus said, Therefore I said to you, you will die in your sins. For if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Now someone comes and they say, well, see there, Jesus is saying again, all you have to do is believe. That's not what he said. He said, if you do not believe in me, you will die in your sins. He did not say all you have to do is believe. Don't read something in between the lines that is not necessarily there. Read the scripture. And someone might say, well, I have read the scripture. He only mentions believing there. Ah, well, let's move just a few verses down in that same third ch uh, eighth chapter of John's gospel account. That's verse 24. What about what Jesus says in verses 31 and 32? He says in verse 31, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Well, what does it mean to abide in my words or abide in my teachings? We talk about our home in a somewhat poetic frame of reference. We talk about our humble abode. Or we might tell somebody, welcome to my abode. Now, we don't usually use that word, but we might use it in kind of a special way on occasion. We're talking about our home. We're talking about where we live. Well, to abide in the word of Jesus is to live in his word. And understanding that means to live by his word. Now, that's obedience, my friend. That's not just believing. He says, in order for us to be truly his disciples, we have to live in or live by his word. Hmm. And then in verse 32, he went on to say, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Well, what is the truth that he's talking about there that will make us free? It's the word of God. In the 17th chapter of John, in verse 17, Jesus prayed on the night of his betrayal to the Father. He said, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So he says, you shall know the word, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth is the word of God. When the Apostle Paul was writing his second letter to Timothy, he said in chapter 2 and verse 15, the King James Version says study. Other translations say be diligent. The same sense comes across. 
Be diligent to present yourself approved unto God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. God's word, in other words. To rightly divide means to understand it and correctly apply it to our lives. Be diligent to be able to do so. Now, let's look a little further in 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 1, and let's look at verses 22 and 23. Now, we're still focusing on this understanding of the truth that Jesus says will set us free. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. When he says, if you abide in my word, if you live in, if you live by my word, then you're really my disciples. Well, the only way to really be his disciple then is to live in and live by his word. Again, John 8 and verse 31. Verse 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. He's saying the same thing. He's just using different different frames of reference. To abide in my word, to live in the truth, the truth is God's word. Peter wrote in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 22, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth, Through the Spirit, in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Now, how did Peter say we purify our souls or our souls become purified? Through the truth. And and what about that truth there? since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth. Obeying the truth. And then he, again, uses the same reference that Jesus used, both of them, back in John 8, 31 and 32. First, Jesus said, if you abide in my word, live in, live by my word, then you're really my disciples. And then he said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free free from the guilt and condemnation of sin. And then Peter uses the same two words, the same two frames of reference. You have purified your souls in obeying the truth, having been born again through the word of God. Obeying the truth. What does it mean to believe in Jesus? Well, certainly we must believe intellectually that Jesus is the Son of God and our Lord and Savior. But again, central to such belief, inherent, inherently understood within that principle of believing in Jesus is the understanding that it incorporates or that it includes obeying Jesus. What did Peter say again? You have purified your souls in obeying the truth, not just believing the truth. You are born again, how? Through the word of God. Through the word of God, which Jesus referred to as God's truth, that truth by which we are set free from the guilt and condemnation of our sins as we obey that truth, Peter says being born again through the teachings of that truth, God's word. Well, you see, really believing in Jesus then is not just saying, I believe in Jesus. 
not just having that feeling in your heart, but we're seeing the connection that it includes obeying Jesus. Not just believing in him, but believing his teachings so much that we obey those teachings. And the one cannot go without the other. Now get that again. Believing in Jesus, truly believing in him, to the point of salvation, of receiving eternal life, of being set free from the guilt and condemnation of our sins, cannot be separated from obeying his words, his teachings. They go together. They cannot be separated and still have the effect that they are being expressed as having in God's word, the New Testament scriptures. Yes, we must believe in Jesus. There's no question about that. But what does belief mean? What does it mean to believe in Jesus? It means we've also got to obey him. We've got to obey his teachings. We really need to stop and grasp this understanding. This is a fundamental truth that we need to understand and incorporate into our following Jesus. Because to follow him is active. Belief, the kind of faith that the New Testament teaches that leads to salvation, is a belief or a faith that is active through obedience. Now we're going to study some more about this. We're going to learn some more as to how these two understandings, believing in Jesus and obeying Jesus, are inseparably connected. So someone who says, all you have to do is believe, and they say, well, no, you, you can't obey, I mean, or you don't need to obey, that's not going to have anything to do with your salvation, they're wrong. Now, I'm not saying that in a disrespectful way, I'm saying that in a truthful way. They're simply wrong. They may believe that with all of their heart, but they're still wrong. Belief, real belief, which is expressed in faith, is active in obedience. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for loving us so much. For loving us so much that you sent your son to the cross to die for us. And for loving us so much that you guided the inspired writers to write down your word for us so that we could live in your will. Please help us to understand and make the proper applications to our lives and thereby bring you glory. Please, Father, we pray at this time. Please forgive us, gracious Father. This is our prayer in Christ's name. Amen.